we acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to the Elders, past, present and emerging, and to any other First Nations people listening today. In April of this year, things changed. In the midst of this pandemic we're all experiencing, we had some very early discussions about doing a podcast together, documenting the things that we'd been doing to keep us going. To keep us going. To keep us well. At that point, we'd been in a relationship for close to two years. A year prior, we were in Japan Japan. celebrating our one-year anniversary at the Park Hyatt, that one from Lost in Translation. In the midst of a global pandemic, however, we celebrated our two-year anniversary at home. We both worked during the day and celebrated with our favourite pizza at night. A far cry from being 13 floors up amongst the Tokyo skyline. This time around it was at home, on the couch, in a semi-detached house in the inner northwest suburbs of Melbourne. I remember walking up behind you. And scaring me. And scaring you? Did I scare you? I think I was a bit surprised, but maybe that's because you... I hadn't seen you in real life before, so, <laughs> you know, I had only seen your Bumble profile. That, you know, there's... I'm a bit heightest and I was a bit worried, like, oh gosh, what if he's really short? But you weren't. No, no, I'm taller than you, so... And I was like, oh, and he accurately represented himself? Yes. That night was pretty, pretty great. I mean, obviously, we're, we're still here. Yeah, Two I mean, and a bit years later. It was one of the best first dates I've had. Yeah, I think it was the best first date I've had. Oh, the best, wow. Um, I've never macked on so much with someone <laughs> on, the, on a first date. Yeah, yeah, totally. Usually it's a weird, awkward kiss at the end of the night. But why wait if, you know... Well, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, we were having fun and there was lots of kissing. There was. It was... It was very cold. I think cold. it was like a five-hour date. Like, yeah. it, was a, it was a work night. But yeah. we stayed out late. Um, yeah. Because I think, oh, I mean, you would have had to catch one of the last trains... Back to Willie. Back to back to my parents' place where I was just staying, you know. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, because I was still living in Windsor. Yeah. Catching the tram home. And then we uh, saw each other again two nights later. Yes, and I was running late as you. Oh my God, you were. Found out that that <laughs> is just something that happens. A common theme. <laughs> in the I just Alan Michael. I texted you to say. I think maybe you texted me saying, are you up there yet? Yeah. And I said, oh, no, the tram's running behind. Really, I was at David Jones with Carwin having a coffee <laughs> um, to debrief prior to the date. Well, not a debrief. It would have been just been a chat <laughs> to talk to him about it beforehand. And then I remember as I was walking up, you texted me saying, how's that tram coming? <laughs> yeah, I do <laughs> I do remember asking you, how's that tram coming? <laughs> Thinking, ah, oh, damn saw it. right through Being my plan. stood up. Oh, as if I would have stood you up. Well, yeah, I mean, I know now you wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know you really 
that well back then, even after the first date. No, you, you knew that I was a, a very nice girl from Williamstown. Yes, that's true. That's true. And all, all you know, willy kids are friendly kids, as we learnt in primary school. Was that a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was our little <laughs> motto. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a bit. Um, so we kind of continued to, to see each other to date I guess, for a, for a little while. Yeah. And eventually we sort of decided that it was going to be just a, just a you and I thing. Yeah. I feel, it feels so teenager I know because I got drunk and said, I'm not swiping right on anybody else. And I got out my phone and deleted Bumble and Tinder in front of you. Because you said, yeah, either am I. But we, I think we were like, oh, we're not, like, actively looking for anyone else, but, mm. like, I know I was still talking to someone else. Yeah, so was I. A bit. And then, gradually, I just kind of, like, stopped responding yeah. to him. I don't think I'd met him. I can't remember. Yeah. But um, then there was another night, and I think I had stopped logging into Bumble and all of that. And then you were like, well, I'll just delete... Um, the app, and I think you deleted the app at Sunmoth, interestingly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, okay, oh, all right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm very glad that I did. Oh, me too. And then I think it was, it was the night before you moved to East Melbourne that I went to help you get some groceries to drop over to your new apartment because you were no longer staying with your parents. Yes. And you said to me, oh, I, I called you my partner when I was talking to someone at work. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> and you were like, oh, is that okay? Because I know like some people just want to keep dating and that's fine for some people. Do they want to keep dating? Like, and I was like, no, that's fine. Like, it's good. I like that. It, it was just very weird. Mm. I mean, you were weird. Yeah. You I, are weird. I am still weird. Let's be honest. Yeah, I remember we were... I was in the lift, I think, leaving work, maybe. Mm -hmm. And our chief operating officer, (laughs) who I didn't know that well, was also in the lift. And we were talking about, you know, what we were doing. So, this Mm -hmm. must have been a Friday, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was. And I was sort of saying, oh, you know... um, Oh, tonight I'm moving back to a, to a place I actually used to live uh, with some friends. My partner's helping me move. And I was really conscious of the fact that I'd called you my partner <laughs> to somebody else who I didn't, didn't know that well You're before I actually... You testing it out. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe I actually was just testing it out, testing the waters, see how it sounded out in, out in real life. Mm. Uh, sounded good. <laughs> But yeah, I guess that was what making it official. Yeah, yeah. And what we, uh, you helped me move in? Well, no, I didn't help move in. No. Things. I put your bed together basically by myself. Did you? Yeah, because you were just being like, oh, oh, it's so hard. Oh, I'm so <laughs> tired. And you went and took a shower at one point and I put all the slats in. <laughs> I hate putting beds no, together. I know. 
a bloody hate putting beds together. If there's one thing I hate, it is putting beds together. Oh, my let, God. Let me get that on record. I hate it. Anyway. Uh, but, no, I remember we did a food shop. Yes, that was because the night prior I'm, to you moving. Yeah, I wanted to stock up the fridge. And I remember walking through the gates of this apartment block that, that I was living in. Mm. And I think we must have been leaving. Yes, yes. We and were. I just sort of stopped. No, I must have just been saying what what happened at work. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was talking to this person who I didn't know. And I was like, oh, help, yeah. my partner's helping me move in. And I think that was clearly the moment. Yes. Whereas I said, oh, I don't know, you know, if you want it, if that's all right, like whatever. Oh, <laughs> got all a bit sheepish and... It was nice. It was yeah. that kind of, you know, that happy kind of giddy feeling that you get when, you know, someone that you really like says something like that for the first time. Yeah. It's all, you know, effervescent. <laughs> that's how it felt. It felt effervescent. Oh, that's... One of the most <laughs> lovely things you've ever said to me. And, you know, there have been multiple. Oh, oh. But that was August. Fast forward to October. You finally fell in love with me. Finally. After some kind of brief sort of, not rocky moments, but some moments where we were sort of questioning what we, I guess what we sort of wanted in a relationship. Mm. Um, and sort of figuring out and making sure that this was the person that essentially you're going to be with. Mm. Like, you know, that's obviously a big decision to make. Mm. Um, and you never really know until you try it, mm. so to speak. But yeah. Um, and it took me a, a little while, I know. <laughs> but that trip to Geelong... I will never forget sitting at the wharf at that bar. Sort of in the middle of the day, nobody was there. Oh, yeah, where um, Smorgies used to be. Yes. Yes, where Smorgies in Geelong oh. used to be. Um, and I don't know, like, we didn't declare our, our undying love for each other or anything there and then, oh. but I just remember that moment. And I think I remember later on thinking... Oh, that must have been when I fell in love with her. Well, that's very sweet. But it was that Geelong trip mm. where I where I properly fell in love with you. Well, you waited another few weeks to tell me. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. I, and I told you the morning before you left Australia for two weeks. Yes. Off and to Hawaii. Family trip. Yes. Your annual family trip. <laughs> Family. It was for Dad's 60th. But didn't you do it the year before as well? Yes, but like <laughs> the only two times All I've right. been to Hawaii, they and just happened to be yeah. close together. And you didn't do it last year? No. And clearly it's not going to happen this year? No one's going. No, this no year. one's going anywhere. Exactly. This year. But yeah. I'm glad that I realised that I loved you. And I love you. I love you too. The idea for the isolation podcast was mine. It began as a need to further finesse my skills, but grew, into, grew a into a space where we could share ideas and tell of our experience. 
The episodes have been of varying quality, but in each, we've attempted to highlight both the mundane and extraordinary moments of a relationship, a relationship in the time of a global pandemic. So Christmas Day, uh, my parents came round to your parents' place mm-hmm. for they Christmas dinner. First time. Yeah. Uh, I think they, they hit it off quite well. Yeah, anyone's going to hit it off after a few espresso martinis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, that's true. Your dad was making espresso martinis the whole <laughs> night, it seems. And it seems maybe just all for my dad. <laughs> Because I don't think he'd had an espresso martini in in a long time, or perhaps mm. even ever. Yeah. Uh, and oh, he he is a big coffee man, so that obviously drew him in. And with that, with the combination of uh, booze, he was doing little fly kicks on the walk home. <laughs> he really was so was, nimble. Yeah, so nimble for a. For how old would he have been? 80. For an 80-year-old man, yes. Yes. (laughs) He's a very nimble man now (laughs) at close to 82. Um, And a few, well, a week after that, we we embarked on our our second trip away. (laughs) Again to regional Victoria. Oh, yes. Uh, all we could afford. Yes, all we could afford. Uh, we spent New Year's Eve in Ballarat. Yeah. That was also a really lovely... I loved that, that trip as well. Yeah, it was and lovely. And it was a lovely little house. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that house in Golden Point. Yes. Does that sound right? Yeah. yeah. That was beautiful. Um and then, I mean, you say we spoke about, I asked you to move in with me in August of that year, so of 2018. You did. But we sort of spoke about it seriously on that trip. That's my memory. I think we'd spoken about it in November and December mm. and kind of thought, oh, okay, in the new year, we'll start looking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I remember getting an email when we were driving maybe to to one of the galleries whilst yeah. we were up in Ballarat about the lease yeah. for the place I was living in yeah. that was, had to be renewed, I think, in March. Yeah. And I was thinking, uh, maybe I'll have to have a chat to my housemates, but maybe I'll move out mm. and move in mm. with, with Al. Um, with you, my darling. Yes. Yes. And you did. And I did, and I did. And we're here right now. Yes. Well, it happened a bit quicker than we... Anticipated, because we ended up moving in mid-Feb. Mm. Well, we ended up moving on our nine-month anniversary. Yes. yes. And I remember saying to you, I thought, oh, I would only move in with someone probably like, I think at nine months is, is acceptable. <laughs> yeah. So smack bang on nine months, uh, we get the keys. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, we've been here ever since. We've gone to Japan in that yes. time. Our first uh, overseas trip. Our first overseas trip, our yeah. only so yes. far. <laughs> uh, we, I graduated from my PhD. You helped mm-hmm. support me in that, those final legs of that. I did. And then we came back to Australia and things changed. <laughs> they did. I mean, we've, we've touched on this in 
previous yeah. episodes, there was a lot um, going on. I changed jobs and then um, a lot of things kind of decided to rear their head that I think yes. had sort of been sitting not completely dormant, but um, anxiety was definitely yeah. at its highest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there were a few new things to <laughs> navigate with, um, you know, dealing with that together with a partner and, mm. um, mm. we had to have a lot of conversations about, was it feasible for me to not work for a little while? Um, yeah. you know, would you be able to support both of us for a short period? Which you did. I'm very yeah. appreciative. I know. I know. Darling. And, um, uh, I mean, thankfully I had, uh, some, some contract work that was, that was quite well paid, yes. um, for, for the time I was doing it. Yeah. And in, I was very appreciative for that as well. Yeah. In hindsight, it was kind of okay timing. Um, yeah. Although that job that I had changed to was meant to be like a great kind of start for us because it was well paid and, you know, yeah. would have given us, you know, a good start to saving for a home or something like that. But, yeah, it was not the right um, avenue No, for me. No, look, it wasn't. But uh, those six months, really, or not, not six it months, wasn't like six months. four months or so. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind it was of forced three and a half us. Ish. Yeah, sort of forced us to to reassess and and now you know you're in a different uh, a different industry altogether. Absolutely, I have a job that I I'm much I'm I mean I'm I'm good at it I think. Yeah. But um, but it's more comfortable. It's, yeah, it's too. more suited to my experience. Yeah. Um, and it is perfect for studying, which I made the decision to yeah. go back to do, which was is a big deal. And I've talked about how the world is against me and yes. didn't want me to study. Yeah. Well, I made the, the decision at the beginning of this, of this year to go back to teaching mm. and uh, back at the same university that you ended up studying yes. at. His and hers. Yes. Yes. His and hers university. And then three weeks into semester... Old mate COVID. Hit. Old mate COVID hit. The Rona. The old... The old Rony. And then we started this. Yes. Our first joint project. One of, one of many, Apart I'm sure. from you being my art muse because no one else is here. Oh, yeah, that's true. Shall we share those photos on the Instagram? Oh, if you feel... I mean, I'm... If you're feeling up to it... I'm comfortable with having me having a little tush out on Insta. It, not not a real not not a photo. It might get um, barred just like <laughs> it, the uh, naked attraction Insta story was.
if you were to die this evening, uh, <laughs> <Sounds ominous. laughs> with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, mm-hmm. what would you most regret not having told someone? And why haven't you told them yet? Oh my God. I don't know. Like, Oh, I don't know. I feel like I'm a pretty open mm. <laughs> book and I I can't think of anything that I haven't told someone that I wanted to tell them besides like if I think someone's a real prick and like mm. I haven't told them that, but I don't want to like if I'm going to die, that's not serving anyone any good to That's not be high in your like that. No, priority no. list. And I, or I tell you every day that I love you and that, you know, would be a big thing that I would want to say. And like, I don't know, I tell you everything else. Like, my first thought was to say, I wish I had a baby. (laughs) (laughs) But you already know that too. I know that. I know that. (laughs) Um, But is there anything that say you haven't told your parents or you haven't told your sister or you haven't told your best friends no because everyone that I love I've told them I love them Mm. and like maybe if I had like some money hidden somewhere do you? no (laughs) I don't have any money like I don't know like I can't think of anything that I like regret that I want to apologize for. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> Tell your partner what you like about them. Be very honest this time, saying things that you might not say to someone you've just met. Okay, so I mean we should clarify that these are this <laughs> is from an article uh called or it's, it's a modern love column in the New York Times called The 36 Questions That Lead to Love. Yes. I remember hearing about it when it was published and lots of people saying, oh, this is, there are some very bizarre questions here. Mm. We've chosen the slightly better ones, although the one about if you were to die tonight <laughs> sounds a bit weird. Um, but I think I've, I mean, I've, I've said uh, how I really feel about you time and time again. Mm. I think, <laughs> I hope. Um, I mean, the the number one thing that I always think of is the support and the love that I feel from you. Whenever I'm stressed or whenever I'm sitting at, at my desk doing work that's causing me a bit of stress or anxiety, mm. sometimes, and I need to almost put a reminder to do this more often. I will sit and think, Elle's just out there, or Elle will be home later on this afternoon. And the love and support that I feel from her fills me, fills me up. Oh. Um, You gorgeous little teapot. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, fills me up, yeah. Well then, good work. Uh...
So I think uh, love in isolation. <laughs> Has it changed us? Did we change it? <laughs> I like it to think us. that we changed it. But all right, <laughs> no, it changed us. No, I, I think it's it's cemented uh, things. For sure. I think it's definitely, I've said to you, oh, I'm so happy that we've gone through this together, that we moved mm. in prior mm. to this happening, that we found each other and are doing it together. But it also has perhaps brought things up that perhaps we wouldn't have dealt yeah. with had we not been spending 24 hours a day together. Yeah. You know, like how I was talking about um, changing how we listen to each other or muting yeah. each other in a way. Yeah. yeah. I think there have been differences that perhaps wouldn't have been noticeable had we still been going out to work and mm. not having to work, you know, a metre away from each other. Yeah. Because there are some days where we we work in the same room. Yeah. Um, As I, many couples are probably doing. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I found that our communication... I mean, you spoke about listening yeah. before. I found that our communication is a bit more... It's a bit calmer. I think yeah. I think now, as opposed to, you know, April when this whole thing started, when yeah. when we were properly in in ISO, mm-hmm. but also also when we started this show in, yeah. in early May at least, um, I think the way we've interacted, even over the over the last twelve weeks, the last mm-hmm. six episodes of this pod, yeah, um, we've we've become calmer. Mm. I think. Um, were there any assumptions that you made about what it would be like to live with, to live together during a period where we can't escape each other? <laughs> I mean, I think I probably had thoughts about, oh, it could go either way. We could be having the time of our lives just so in love, like you know, cooking beautiful food and having a wine every night and lots of sex and just, you know, living it up. And then I thought, oh, we could just kill each other. Like, we could be fighting a lot and we could be wanting to be at separate ends of the house and just not wanting to even be around each other. Um, Yeah. And maybe we've swung between the two. I was (laughs) just thinking uh, it's like a 60-40... 70 30 ratio for me of the first option being the <laughs> living being it up the 60 or the 70 yeah yeah i mean i think there have been moments where i have just thought and i'm sure you've thought the same like just leave me alone for a minute there have been moments i've said no i don't want you to sit with me right now yeah like or we'll be like oh do you want me to lay down here or shall I lay down in the bedroom? Like yeah. just to like have some time out. Um, not necessarily cause we're fighting. Yeah. But I think we've had to perhaps, I guess, create new ways to cope with not being able to go out and have a coffee with a friend to like mm. have some time out. 
Mm. We've sort of just had to, you know, have a coffee with our friend YouTube by <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> yeah, but I think we've become better as a result in mm. terms of knowing when we need that space to ourselves. Yes. Um, and be able to kind of be more assertive. Um, I think we don't necessarily appear to be the most assertive people out there. Yeah. I think this time has kind of forced us yeah. to, to ha- like, we have to be more assertive now. Yeah. We, especially with each other, but also, you know, for our, for ourselves too. Yes. And I think it, I know we had had conversations about it when we first moved in together because you were coming from a place with housemates and I was coming from living alone for two and a half years. Mm. And I know I said to you, like, I'm going to need some getting used to this. Like, I'm very used to just taking care of myself and having alone time and quiet time. Yeah. And I think perhaps the start of isolation and working from home was a bit like that again, like getting used to it and not um, having, you know, some time to ourselves. And, you know, when we were going to work, you had that commute to debrief, (laughs) like just um, decompress, have some quiet time. I used to really like that. Or even like if we met each other in the city after work to go home together, we still both had like about 20 minutes from our workplace to um, the city. Yeah. To have some quiet time and then talk to each other. Yeah. And you lose that when you're spending all of your time together. I mean, I've spoken about my love of going to do the grocery shopping by myself. (laughs) I did that today. It was lovely. Yeah. Um, But I still, like, I'm happy to come home and... Yeah. tell you about the ridiculous things I bought because they were on special. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you ever. Um, what was it today? Um, I bought some gluten-free <laughs> veggie um, cheesel-style <laughs> snacks. Oh, my God. They looked really good. And also some harvest pea snaps that are dill pickle flavor. <laughs> it was a savory treat sort yeah. of feel today. Yes, yes. There is always a you little. Of, you came home with some, with some lovely cakes from. Uh, oh, I did. From Beatrix. I went to Beatrix as well in North Melbourne. But what was incidentally one of my thirtieth birthday cakes, the chocolate sour oh, cream layer cake. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That the was a beautiful cake. Most beautiful cake, I yeah. think. Yeah, just I would have that cake for every event. <laughs> it's a plus. Yeah. What roles do love and affection play in your life? <laughs> um, I mean, at the risk of sounding corny, they, they, they're the most important things. Mm. You know, and I think perhaps most kids have this experience or not not most but a lot of kids have this experience of mm. not not feeling like you get the affection you want and that you feel that you need mm. um 
and this is no discredit to the folk around me and, and my own parents and my brother and um, my friends, but mm. it's perhaps in many ways a reflection of me and my and my difficulty in being able to articulate my own desires and my own needs, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so yeah, they play, they play an integral role in everything I do. Mm. I know that those two feelings, especially affection, uh, or my perceived lack of it fueled like my experiences with depression. Mm -hmm. Um, especially, you know, 10 years ago or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're integral. Mm. But I mean, I live every day now, and I know that I have both of those in in spades <laughs> by by the people around me, but but especially from you. Mm. And I'm you know I'm eternally grateful for that. Obviously, <laughs> I'm just I'm very affectionate. Yes, I think. Yeah, I I, I lucked out. <laughs> Just a very in terms of getting a very affectionate, tactile, lovely person. partner, <laughs> loving partner. Well, yeah. loving you is easy. Oh, <laughs> yuck! Is that Orange County? Is that Rex Orange County? Yeah, I don't want to sing so. the song for copyright, but um, yeah. yeah, that doesn't sound enough like it, so like, I think <laughs> we can get like away it. with it. <laughs> and so today, or this evening, or whenever you're listening, it's, it's done. done. The project is done. This project is done. We, we continue on. As stage three restrictions are reintroduced the second, second time, time around, around here in Melbourne, we don't know when we'll be, we out, of this. When we'll be out of this. The way we do things, the will, we forever, do things be will forever be changed. And we're changed, changed too. too. Mostly for the better. Well, that's it. Yeah. It's all done. All done. The Isolation Podcast is finished, even though... Complete. Isolation isn't yes. finished. We're well, in Melbourne, is, at least. Isolation is incomplete. Yes. But uh, if you want to keep up with us, you can follow us on Instagram at the Isolation Podcast. And it has our personal Instagrams there too, which we post a little bit more on. Yes. Yeah. A bit more active on the personal ones. Yeah. Uh, we might try and be a bit more active on the, on the podcast one. At least whilst isolation is still yes at least going yeah once isolation finishes we're deleting the account (laughs) (laughs) Um, if you've been really enjoying the show over the past the past 12 weeks the past six episodes it would be really really lovely if you went on to apple podcasts and left us a review uh, make sure you're you're sharing and subscribing. Uh, even though the show's done, it still lives on. It's it's not going anywhere. Um, if you have found something beneficial in it, or even just the idea that you get to listen to, to two friends uh, or two two strangers, perhaps for the small amount of you that don't actually know us in person, um, yeah, leaving us a review will help other people 
find the show, and that obviously is always a good thing. And if you want us to do a bonus episode, <laughs> hit us up on Insta with your uh, topics yes, for us yes. to cover. Yes. We might even do a Q&A bonus app. Oh, oh, now we're talking. That's a great idea. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you so much for tuning in over the past 12 weeks. It's been, it's been really awesome uh, sort of navigating this strange world uh, that we've been living in alongside you all. It's been wild. It and has not been. wild at the same time. Yes. <laughs> we'll see you later. See ya. Bye. Bye.